Hey everyone, I'm Greg Potters and welcome to the albumreview.net podcast. Thank you to all the loyal listeners out there. I really appreciate all your feedback. It helps keep me going. Today is my 14th podcast episode. I can't believe it. And each time I do these, my goal, along with uh, several other things, is really to essentially turn people on to music that they don't know about. Uh, on April 25th, just last month of 2021, I hit one year since I started this project and I couldn't continue to do it without your support. So thank you guys again. Today, I'll be reviewing the seventh studio album recorded by a band called Lake Street Dive. The album in question is titled Obviously. And before I get started, I wanted to remind you that you can listen to all of my podcast album reviews by going to albumreview.net and click on the podcast tab. You can also read over 30 written reviews and pick up some merchandise from your favorite band, including things like t-shirts, albums, sound systems, and check out my new edition, The Bookstore. So let's get going. This is a review of Lake Street Dive's 2021 release, obviously. Obviously is the first word soulfully sung by lead singer Rachel Price on the album's opener, Hypotheticals. The album I'm referring to is the seventh studio album from Brooklyn, New York-based quintet, Lake Street Dive. So in the first 20 seconds, I'm not sure where Hypotheticals is going, but there's a pause. Oh, I love these pauses. I used to plant them here and there into songs that I wrote. I just... I just dig how they leave you you guessing. When, when the next part kicks in, you're almost always unprepared. And that's when you know you have a well-written song, when the pause comes in and you can't predict what's coming next. So after this short pause, the beat grabs you and forces movement among all your extremities. The song has been in my head now for like the past week nonstop. And I feel as if if you're outside the Northeast, this band might not necessarily be well known to you, at least amongst the people that I roll with. So I thought, okay, this needs to change. And that's why I chose to review this album today. So Lake Street Dive began in Boston, Massachusetts in the year 2004. Drummer Mike Calabrese, bassist Bridget Carney, trumpet player and guitarist Mike Olson, or otherwise known as McDuck, and lead singer Rachel Price, met in college at the New England Conservatory of Music. And all four members originally attended the college to pursue jazz music and hopefully one day become professional musicians. So not long after meeting in, in college, McDuck Olson gathered the four together and proposed his plan. They were gonna form a band and Olson already had picked the name out even before their first jam. Lake Street was the name of a street in Minneapolis where Olson grew up. He described Lake Street as a strip of dodgy bars that attracted country bands, soul bands, and rock bands. But instead of picturing themselves playing orchestra concert halls, Olson really wanted them to be a band that played dive bars. He wanted the band to be an avant-garde country band with a, a mix of jazz, Motown, and rock and roll. So picture that. The original four members admitted when they started, they were terrible. 
they they didn't gel as musicians at first. The chemistry really wasn't there, but they really liked each other. And after hours and hours and hours of practice, the chemistry really formed and so did their sound. And they, they ended up kind of graduating to writing three minute songs with hooks instead of what they called gibberish. Uh, they admitted to what they were previously playing in their words. So the purpose of their music was to do something that was less about jazz tradition. And the word dive is in relation to their desire of playing in dive bars, as I mentioned. So their first EP recording was not until the year 2010 called Fun Machine, and it was later re-released in 2014. And this was mostly made up of cover songs. But after eight years of recording and playing small local shows, the band made a commitment to each other in 2012 to drop all the other side projects and be a serious touring band. The band started to really gain national recognition followed by international recognition. Okay, fast forward to 2021. Lake Street Dive releases their seventh studio album on March 21st. This time around, the band had new ideas for their next album. They wanted to challenge themselves. Working with new producer Mike Elizondo, the band was eager to push themselves in a different direction. And prior to recording, the band came to the studio with just about the, the largest amount of songs ready to go. Their, their songwriting had become more of a, a collaboration in, than, than in the past. So obviously, was mostly written on tour. And with the bands passing demos back and forth, they showed up ready to the studio with just about 30 songs. So Mike Elizondo helped them to decide what songs to record. And being a pop producer, Elizondo brought a, a hip hop and what the band called kind of a sonic influence. I thought that word was cool. Elizondo also produced albums from artists such as 21 Pilots, 50 Cent, Carrie Underwood, Eminem, Fiona Apple, and a heavy metal band called Mastodon. Quite a, quite a cool range, if you ask me. So you're not gonna find any Grateful Dead or Fish Jam guitar on many Lake Street Dive albums. These guys are former jazz musicians, or I would say still current, but in a sense, they categorize themselves as former jazz musicians to develop a sound of their own. Rachel Price's vocals, without a doubt, give the band their originality, I think. And I love how Bridget Carney plays the upright bass. As a bass player myself, I have tremendous respect for the upright bass and anyone who can play it. Bridget owns the upright bass. I find that Carney's bass grooves are the reason that I move to these songs. The, the other members complement the music in so many ways, but the bass, oh my God, that bass, it is so addictive. So as the group wrote material for Obviously, they shared that they really dug deep trying to express their happiness and their sadness, anxiety, and vulnerability while also writing about kind of other empowering subjects like acknowledgement of the everyday challenges women face in our society. The hip hop funk vibes continue on uh, the next song, Hush Money, where I think the word sonic can really be used again to describe the sound. Definitely a New Orleans influence here, you guys. Uh, uh, New Orleans mixed with uh, a heavy drip of that 70s vibe, especially on the track, Same Old News. You can hear influences of 
Dr. John, Stevie Wonder, and Donny Hathaway. A lot of 70s stuff. Newer band member, Aki Burmis, who contributes uh, keyboards, organ, and vocals, joined the band in 2017. Lake Street Dives music and their newest release have a more mature sound now, I think. Not better nor worse. Burmis brings a strong songwriting, vocal, and like I said, that kind of 70s, 80s keyboard addition to the band. You can clearly tell this. He was a touring musician before he joined Lake Street Dive, and he met the band members at a place called the Rockwood Music Hall in New York City back in 2011. His band was invited to open up for Lake Street Dive, and Burmis and the group became friends. And about five, six years later, after playing a few gigs together, building a strong friendship and music rapport, he was asked to join the band. And he jokingly admits he was pretty quick to accept. It's, um, it's really difficult on this album and on all of their albums not to notice lead singer Rachel Price and her voice. Price knew she was going to be a singer since the age of five. She grew up uh, outside of Nashville, Tennessee, uh, and she was involved in singing and music from a really, really early age. She, she actually referred to her old diaries from when she was 13 and 14 years old for songwriting inspiration on this album, and really tried to write from that perspective, which I thought was kind of cool. With songs like Being a Woman, the band puts a lot of attention with their songwriting into activism, such as femininity, did I say that right? Femininity and womanhood. They also chose climate control as a subject, especially in songs like Making Do, veering off their kind of previous path, writing about lost love and side ponytails. Drummer Mike Calabrese also grew up in a musical family. Both his parents met while playing in a band, which I also thought was really cool. And bass player Bridget Carney started singing in her church choir when she was also five years old, then picked up the bass later in life. Band founder McDuck played sax and trumpet to start, and then he migrated over to, to, uh, to guitar. And he plays all three of those instruments on most of the Lake Street Dive albums. So in addition to the disco and Motown influences, obviously shows off the band's talent with vocal harmonies as well. You'll have to listen to the album's 11th track. I'm skipping a little ahead, but it's important. The band, the album's 11th track, Sarah. This is a beautiful, moving song. Performed as an acapella, you feel the emotion of the writing and the harmonization put together with words like, this is the last time I will talk about you. I will say your name. I will play your game. Guys, this song moved me like no other in the past three months, and it grew my status from liking to loving this band. The band explores similar topics and keeps the pace mellow and heartfelt with the next song, Nobody's Stopping You Now. I can see this song being played at a wedding as you ask your partner to dance. It has that perfect 80s, 90s, and today sound, which you can certainly picture being played on the radio. Then cue the funk beat and crank up the next track, Know That I Know. This song has also been in my head just constantly for the last week. 
For me, this one leaves me singing the lyrics over and over and over again as I'm driving around and performing miscellaneous tasks around my house. It's that good. The same can be said for Lackluster Lover. It, it, it contains a jazzy beat, that upright bass sound just hitting you in the temple, and Rachel's voice just, well, you know. <laughs> the album takes an interesting turn with Anymore. Lyrically solid, I feel like I'm at an eighth grade dance when I'm listening to this song. You'll just have to check it out. This song sounds like it came off a Thompson Twins album. Uh, no knock, despite the 80s influence, it still shows how much the band has matured in their songwriting and production. Thanks, obviously, partly to producer Mike Elizondo. Once again, I think it's important to bring some additional attention to the song Sarah. With Elizondo at the controls, the band used the word workshopped the arrangement. The song, as I said, uses acapella along with a vocoder. So I had to look up what a vocoder was, and I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that word right. V-O-C-O-D-E-R. The dictionary definition of vocoder is, quote, a category of voice codec that analyzes and synthesizes the human voice signal for audio data compression, multiplexing, voice encryption, or voice transformation. The vocoder was invented in 1938 by a guy named Homer Dudley at Bell Labs as a means of synthesizing human speech, unquote. I happened to stumble across this song about two minutes after learning of the passing of a dear friend of mine recently. And the song Sarah touched my heart in so many ways and caused me to lose my composure as I was just sitting there in my car. Minutes later, I went back and I listened to it again, and then again, and then again for a fourth time. Since it is only two and a half minutes long, this didn't take much time, but in those two and a half minutes, I feel like Lake Street Dive created a masterpiece. So this review certainly would not be complete without my story about a small connection that I kind of have to this band. It's small, but I thought it was pretty cool. I was lucky enough to meet drummer Mike Calabrese in 2019 at a wedding. I share a random family friend connection to Mike, which is why we were at the same wedding. And Mike could not have been any nicer. He was gracious enough to invite my son and I to see the band live that following November and actually hang backstage. And this wasn't your small theater that seats a thousand people. This was the Worcester Centrum. Okay, for those of you that don't know, 58,000 square feet and just under 15,000 seats. So my son got to experience something I could have only dreamed of at nine years old, being backstage at a huge rock show. Dad, that night could not been any cooler. <laughs> well, maybe not as cool as the band, but anyway. As I walked through the backstage area of the Worcester Centrum that night, now called the DCU Center in Worcester, Massachusetts, I couldn't help but think of all the bands that I loved who had come through that building in the 1980s and 1990s. There were so many. I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, Nikki Six could have partied right there. Or Lars Ulrich, he could have warmed up in this very room. Although we didn't get an opportunity to meet the rest of the band, Mike was in extremely hospitable and kind, and I had to put my 
put forth my best effort and try not to come off as a fan, even though I really was. Another great part to Lake Street Dive is their take on cover songs. You guys definitely have to check these out. While I Want You Back, the Jackson 5 cover is by far one of my favorites, Lake Street Dive has several captivating cover songs that you can find on YouTube. You should definitely check these out. Other strong covers include Holland Oates's Rich Girl, George Michael's Faith, Annie Lennox's Walking Through Broken Glass, and even Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. These have all gone through their unique Nashville, jazzy, 1970s strainer and certainly impress. Their version, you guys, of Bohemian Rhapsody is just ridiculous. Technically, that is an incredibly difficult song to pull off and they do a pretty darn good job. So listen to someone with some personal experience Pick up a copy of Lake Street Dive's 2021 release, obviously. You will not be disappointed. Thank you again for listening to the albumreview.net podcast. I do want to say I have a new email address, so you can now email me your feedback, album review requests, and any questions that you might have to gpotters at albumreview.net. That's G-P-O-T-T-E-R-S at albumreview.net. You can also hear all of my podcast episodes at albumreview.net and anywhere podcasts are accessed. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Have a great day. Trip down by the highway Take a trip down